We've gotten a taste of the flames and now we just want more. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Locked On Flames. As always, I am your host, Jess Belmosto, and thank you so much for joining me here on today's episode of Locked On Flames. Uh, Today, we are going to be talking all about the latest camp updates and just how refreshing it is to have coaches that are willing to articulate with the media rather than be blunt uh, and short because that's not giving us much to work with there. But make sure you are subscribed to Locked on Flames wherever you get your podcasts. We are here for you five days a week and we're available for free on all your favorite podcast platforms and YouTube as well. We knew going into really the summer, I guess, that this team was going to be different. With some roster changes, I think that we expected a few more than we actually got, but we knew that this was going to be a different team performance-wise as well. I think that we all know that Daryl Sutter's plan didn't really work, and his approach wasn't super effective. So why would you keep moving forward with it when, you know, you fired that coach for a reason? Why are you just going to kind of reinforce sucky play? (laughs) It just doesn't make sense, which is probably why Kirk Mueller wasn't hired. But Ryan Huska has made it very clear that he has him, not just him, but him and his coaching staff have an offense first approach. And that is very different. I think it's great for this team. I think that it's a a positive change because what was one thing they needed more of last year? Don't say goaltending because that's, you can only do so much of that. Offense. And this, this new approach just allows them the opportunity to be more offensively inclined. And I saw on Twitter earlier today, Salem Valji from TSN reported that uh, he posted what Huska had said on why Calgary has switched from man-on-man to zone defense. And he says, look out for the change if you watch games. The coach did a nice job explaining his reasoning. I'm going to read it to you. I think you're going to see quite a few teams doing it, and I think a lot of it has to do with the skill set in the NHL where if you want to compare it a bit to basketball, there's certain talented players that are out players out there that if you're going to consistently go man on man with them, you'd better have elite players that, that are able to defend that person. I think just trying to create a little more support and a little more traffic for people to get inside on, I think is one of our mindsets in regards to making a little shift in that area. I do think it really comes down to the quality of players. All the young guys coming up, we've gotten a taste of the flames, and now we just want more. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Locked on Flames. As always, I am your host, Jess Belmosto, and thank you so much for joining me here on today's episode of Locked on Flames. Uh, Today, we are going to be talking all about the latest camp updates and just how refreshing it is to have coaches that are uh, willing to articulate with the media rather than be blunt uh, and short because that's mm, not giving us much to work with there. But uh, make sure you are subscribed to Locked on Flames wherever you get your podcasts. We are here for you five days a week and we're available for free on all your favorite podcast platforms and YouTube as well. We knew going into really the summer, I guess, that this team was going to be different. With some roster changes, I think that we expected a few more than we actually got, but we knew that this was going to be a different team performance-wise as well. I think that um, we all we all know that Daryl Sutter's plan didn't really work, and his approach wasn't super effective. So why would you keep moving forward with it? When, you know, you fired that coach for a reason, why are you just going to kind of reinforce the the sucky play? (laughs) It just doesn't make sense, which is probably why Kirk Mueller wasn't hired. But uh, Ryan Huska has made it very clear that he has him, not just him, but him and his coaching staff have an offense first approach. And that is very different. I think it's great for this team. I think that it's a a positive change because what was one thing they needed more of last year? Don't say goaltending because that's, you can only do so much of that offense. And this, this new approach just allows them the opportunity to be more offensively inclined. And I saw on Twitter earlier today, uh, Salem Valji from TSN reported that uh, he posted what Huska had said uh, on why Calgary has switched from man-on-man to zone defense. He says, look out for the change if you watch games. The coach did a nice job explaining his reasoning. I'm going to read it to you. I think you're going to see quite a few teams doing it, and I think a lot of it has to do with the skill set in the NHL where if you want to compare it a bit to basketball, there's certain talented players that are out players out there that if you're going to consistently go man on man with them, you'd better have elite players that, that are able to defend that person. I think just trying to create a little more support and a little more traffic for people to get inside on, I think is one of our mindsets in regards to making a little shift in that area. I do think it really comes down to the quality of players. All the young guys coming up, they have a different skill set because they were taught at a young age. The skill level in the game is increasing. I think that's why you're seeing power play numbers continue to creep higher in some of the plays you see younger guys make. It's just a way where we can do a good job protecting the middle of the ice. Okay, I just talked all about offense. And... Ryan Huska talks about defense there, right? It's still important for the Flames to 
have a better approach to things in general. I think that the plan for this zone defense rather than, you know, man on man, it just, it makes more sense. And it doesn't forces the flames to do something new and they can fall back on it. I think the biggest thing is that we're, it's being approached in such a way that it doesn't feel like retribution or like retaliation. To be honest, like watching them do three on three practices um, was insane. I couldn't tell you the last time we saw that at a flames practice. I'm, I'm just really appreciating this new philosophical approach alignment, uh, just it's very different and I think that and we talked about change being good all summer long from the second the season ended we said there has to be change this summer and that has carried us to the end of September that there needed to be a change in management coaching on ice person players uh, personnel and the product you're putting on the ice. And we're, we're starting to see the on the ice, you know, the tangible product change. And it's it truly is quite refreshing to just have something to look forward to and to have a coach, like I mentioned, uh, be able to articulate why he wants to use this approach instead of relying on a way of coaching that worked 20 years ago when some of these kids weren't even old enough to walk. It's great to have a coach that is open to adapting to the game. It is great to see coaching staff get creative. And we're going to talk more about creativity next. But what I'm loving so far, and yes, I understand it is only the preseason, but they're shooting more. We've seen some more passing, like maybe a little overpassing in some instances. But... It is just so nice to see the puck leave someone's stick and go near or in the net. I think the Flames were really missing that last season. No one besides Toffoli and Zadorov were shooting the puck, it felt like. And to have, you know, Matthew Coronado, we're going to talk about a little bit later, but he has looked really great. I really appreciate what he's brought to camp and how he's adjusting. And we're going to talk more about uh, the coaching staff and adaptability and creativity coming up here next. But before we do that, I want to take a quick break and we are going to talk about our friends at DoorDash. If you are anyone, I'm very sure that you have forgotten your lunch at home at the when you're supposed to bring it to work and, you know, oh, I don't really have time to run back home or, oh, I don't really have enough time to leave the office and then come back and eat. Well, DoorDash is there to deliver your favorite restaurants and now you can get grocery delivery with that as well. Um, it's very easy. So now you get your groceries to, to your house or to work, I guess, and you can make your lunches or just rely on DoorDash to bring you your lunch at work because sometimes takeout food really is the best. You can get 50% off 
your first DoorDash order up to twenty up to a twenty dollar value when you use code LOCKED at checkout. This is a limited time offer. Terms apply. That's fifty percent off, up to twenty dollars. No minimum subtotal and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKED. Don't forget that's code LOCKED for fifty percent off your first order with DoorDash. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out with me today on Locked on Flames. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and it is a pleasure to be wrapping up the week with all of you here on Locked on Flames. I really am excited to watch the Flames this year. Not just because, you know, hockey's back and, like, I need something to do and I host a hockey podcast, but because... There's there's going to be change. Like, there has been change in several aspects here. And the approach that the coaching staff is taking feels like this is, it's going to launch this team to where they potentially should be. Now, is it going to be the same team that was able to win the division? Probably not. You don't have your elite scorers and shooters so but one thing that I've really appreciated is just the level of reporting from uh camp this this season and it's been great and I'm gonna another Salem Valji quote today chatted for a for a few minutes with Flames assistant coach Mark Savard today the theme is definitely creativity face-off plays offensive zone plays with names like kamikaze and on the money. Rapid puck movement, movement. the offense under him will look incredibly different to observers. That is so exciting. Okay, obviously, we know in football, plays have, like, the most bizarre names. And I want to know what the kamikaze is. What, is. what does that look like? What about on the money? What, what's that look like? To have the foresight to reinvent be able not only to like be able to like say oh hey like this needs a change but to execute it and be able to teach it is wonderful because I can sit here and say Jacob Markstrom just needs to be better but a true goaltending expert is going to tell you the techniques he needs to improve on where uh, a lot of his faltering is and those sorts of patterns and Mark Savard is just he was robbed of a full NHL career, and it's really stinky to think about. And I'm so happy that he is back coaching in this capacity. And I wouldn't be shocked if someday he is the head coach of an NHL team. I think that that's very reasonable. But anyways, um, things haven't been working, right? You saw the power play get super dry at times last season, you saw five on five just kick their butts. They couldn't buy a goal and it was very hard to watch just at all ends of the ice. So to have a coach come in and tweak things and to, players to be super receptive. Like I, I don't think that there are many players, especially on this team, that would be hesitant to switch to a different style of play. 
do I think that the Flames might have been hesitant to go from Jeff Ward to Daryl Sutter? In a way. But they were probably also excited because it was it wasn't Jeff Ward. <laughs> and now it's not Daryl Sutter, but there's an actual um plan and a not even a plan, but just there's a there's an approach here that is going to work for this team. And no one's saying that they that they're all gonna go out there and score 30 plus goals this year with an offensive um, approach. No, I don't think that anyone is looking at it like that. I think that they're looking at this as an opportunity to pick up where things left off and two seasons ago, not last year, but the year before. Because we know this team can score. I, I don't think there's been that much change in this Flames roster to be like, mm, well, maybe we should, you know, kind of manage those expectations. No, I think that it is completely realistic to expect this team and to anticipate this team to be scoring more when you get to work in an approach that works in your favor yeah you're going to be scoring more like a defensive defense first system you're putting your defense first so of course your defense is going to be good when you look at your offense and it was severely lacking last year now you're putting that at like the forefront on the front burner and you're going to be able to elevate your offense and we know that this that's what this team needed and I am so bummed out that we're not going to get Jacob Pelletier for much of this season if at all because of his shoulder injury and I think that he would have been like a poster child for this I think that he probably would be all like all over this kind of system and method just because he is someone with a strong skill set that that can score. And same with Coronado. I think that he's going to do well. I think that all of the returning players are going to do well. Just because this is something that they need. Like, you should feel confident, uh, comfortable about this team moving forward. And their new approach to the season. Because clearly, it's a 180 from last year. They're putting in the work. So now it's about going out there and doing it. Coming up next, we are going to talk about the winners and losers of the week because who doesn't love to wrap up the week with something exciting? Thanks, everyone, for hanging out with me on Locked on Flames. Make sure you're subscribed and following us wherever you get your podcasts. As I mentioned before, creativity is important. I think that it is something not just in hockey or in sports, but people who love to write, who love to design, who love to craft, who love makeup, who love to write plays, to write stories, like anything like like anything that involves creativity is so like to me that's it's beautiful, right? To have the ability to approach this Flames team um, and not have the the hesitancy, I guess hesitancy, to get creative and to try new things. That is so exciting because how many times do we talk about, 
okay, well, this is just the same thing that is not working and we're gonna just stick with this because this is what the coach wants and this is what he's been working on for 30 something years and while people do you know stick to those ways I think it's so important for this team especially a team that is getting younger to look at this and really focus and elevate and foster the skills that are being so heavily relied on in the NHL now. Huska said it himself. Like, this is a very different, like, up-and-coming generation of players because of the way that they were taught. And that's all well and good because I think we're going to be in for a real treat. It's kind of like if you watch baseball when, you know, the steroid era, when everyone was hitting home runs. We're probably going to see everyone scoring again. And, like, it's probably going to be a real shift in that in three to five years. The power plays, I can only imagine, are only going to get better. Five on five is going to get better. Players are, again, they've been taught in creative ways. And it's good to keep that going. But I wanted to talk about the winners and losers of the week because this, this week has been an absolute just, like, emotional whiplash. I think that... You know, the, the Chris Snow news really took a lot of us for a ride. And it, it's really hard life after losing someone. And if there's one thing we should all take away from Chris Snow's legacy, do your best. Make the most out of everything. He was doing so much more than doctors ever thought that he would and really outlived the expected uh, time frame. And that is incredible in itself. And it, it really makes you cherish every moment, you know, a little bit more. And I think of Willa and uh, Cohen, who really didn't get the chance to have a a healthy dad they pretty much only knew their dad with ALS and he did everything he could and he made the most out of every single day and I think about Kelsey and how she gave up her career to move to Canada and that that's that's a big ask of anyone and you can tell how much she will always love Chris. And, you know, if you haven't already, you have the opportunity and means to donate to the GoFundMe. I've been on the receiving end of a GoFundMe after losing a parent, and it takes a ginormous amount of stress off of your plate when you don't have to worry about how things are going to be paid for while you're missing work because you're dealing with funeral arrangements, not working because you're grieving and just trying to reestablish yourself. But my winner of the week, I have a few. I, anyone that is rallying around the snows, I think we talked about it earlier this week about the sense of community and why people like Chris make the NHL so special. It's, it's great. It's so unfortunate that these god-awful things happen. But to see you know, he's, his legacy is going to live on forever. They're going to put a snowy strong banner in the rafters. They have to do something to honor him. 
whether it's at the Saddle Dome or this new arena. But uh, there's like no good segue into the rest of my winners of the week, truly. Um, Matt Coronado has looked great. And he he's look, he said in um, media availability today that he, he feels more comfortable every day. And I think that that's very evident. I think we have seen him kind of settle in. Not that he's ever looked shaky or bad or, you know, like, oh, what is that? Um, but, you know, when you get more comfortable in a situation, you you just play better and you you move with ease, right? But he's looked great. It's been a treat to watch him shoot the puck and that speed out on the ice. I feel so happy watching a faster team compared to whatever we saw last year. That was horrible. And it's just a great treat. My loser of the week is, I guess, New York City infrastructure. Why on earth is an airport flooding the way that LaGuardia is? Like, I get it, heavy rains happen, but what? Why wasn't this invested in more? Um, I'm thinking of all my friends in New York City and the surrounding areas, that's terrifying. And to all the people that have that have to travel back from school and work in that, in those floods, that's horrible. Um, so I guess really the loser of the week is anyone that didn't plan ahead and have people work from home or call off school or um, the governor can't call it a state of emergency because it has to be the entire state that's experiencing the crisis, but they can declare one in a city and it should have been done. And it wasn't until 11 a.m. when people are at school and at work. I don't know. I really don't have any like pop culture losers of the I'm sorry. I um I guess Travis Kelsey's ex don't remember her name, but she like dated him for five months and now she's going on inside edition and being like, oh, he's just a cheater. He's no good. Mind you, they dated back in 2016 for five months. Like cheating isn't good. Was rent due? Were, were the lights gonna be turned off? Like, what are we doing? Why are you running to the media over, quite honestly, seemingly nothing? So that's that. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for hanging out with me today on Locked on Flames. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the show, to hang out, to, you know, show your support. I would really appreciate it if you could take a few minutes and, you know, even if it's just five bucks, I donate it to the the GoFundMe for Kelsey Cohen and Willa. I'll have it linked in the show notes and have a good weekend. We are officially one day closer to the hockey season starting.